welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. I liked your Z. Gotta, did you, did gotta, you hang on the little, Z there a little, little bit? A little was, emphasis on it. Yeah. A little, uh, little, uh, little extra for them here. A little, little, little post-signing day flair yeah. for them. Um, it is post-signing day. We're, we're here taping this on Thursday. Oklahoma State uh, announced 18 signings on Wednesday. We're going to dive into that. We'll talk a little bit about the guys on the offensive side of the ball first. Then, uh, then move over to the guys on the defensive side of the ball in the second segment. And then we have a jam-packed mailbag that we will be diving headfirst into. Lots of uh, unique questions uh, for, this, uh, for this mailbag. I, I threw out the, uh, the, the all-call for, for questions a little later in the mm-hmm. evening than normal. It was, it was almost 10 o'clock. So maybe maybe caught some of the uh, the late night Twitter folks who have uh, uh, whose whose brains operate a little differently. Yeah, maybe yeah, so. a little Twitter after dark kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So all right, let's start on uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and I want to talk about Zach Middleton because uh, you went up there and visited with him, uh, wrote about him, uh, and or, or you wrote about all the Oklahoma yeah. kids, uh, but focused on him in uh, he was the in, unknown in the story. Right, exactly. He was the guy that. That you know, would you say he played six snaps? Yes, and actually, season? no. I think I should have probably put that in the story. Yeah, um, but he did, he only played six snaps this season. Had three carries. Uh, he tore he he hurt his meniscus in seven on seven in the mm-hmm. summer. Re injured it and tore it uh, in his first game back from it uh, against uh, Nathan Hale, Tulsa Nathan Hale, and um, had to have surgery and missed the rest of the season from it. Uh, so he kind of. He was a guy that I didn't know much about. Begin with as a junior when I was on the high school beat. Right when his name popped up with some of these offers, I thought I don't know much about this kid, but he's a pretty good athlete and plays multiple positions. And um, you know, Iowa State, OSU, both really liked him. And yep. uh, um, and so I was kind of interested to see what he did this fall and didn't get to have that chance. Um, but when I went and met him, he's a very, very high character kid. Yeah, um, you can easily tell that. He's not very big. He's five nine. I mean, yeah. he's that's legit yeah. <laughs> height on him. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's it's not really wrong. Um, but they like his athleticism. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we. I think you and I originally thought safety with him. That right. was kind of the belief. Yeah. And then Gundy threw that in the air yesterday and, and punted it away from us when he said it. Primarily talked about running back. Yeah. And a little bit of receiver with him. Safety seemed like an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad he said that before I met with Zach because I asked Zach about that. <laughs> right. And Zach said that Wozniak has kind of buddied up to him a lot. Yeah. Um, the running backs coach. And um, like when he was on his official last week, he had, you know, Wozniak sat with him at dinner one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next night, Hammersmith, the safety coach, yeah, sat with him. And so it's. It's still kind of up in the air, I think, what he's going to do. But right. that's it's nice to have that kind of versatility. Yeah. But he did say one thing they talked to him about is they like his ability to catch the ball, mm-hmm. and they want their running backs to be able to catch the ball in yep. the system. And so I think that's one of the things they're really considering is putting him as a, as a running back because so, he can catch the ball. Yeah. And um, we'll get into running back a lot more heavily in the mailbag segment. A lot of uh, uh, multiple questions about the running back situation. So we'll get into that a little bit more more heavily there. But uh, with Middleton, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. Now, you, uh, like you said, you were face to face with this kid. Mike Gundy says, I, I, what did they list him at on the uh, on the list? 190 pounds. 
Gunny says he's about 212 now. I, I saw that and I thought maybe, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was hard to tell. He had a jacket and a hoodie right. on. Yeah. Um, he's pretty bulky, though. Yeah. Um, he looks almost like a wrestler, but he doesn't wrestle. Right. Yeah. Um, someone said someone said that a lot of people actually tease him that he looks just like Malcolm Rodriguez. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, Malcolm's a little taller, but yeah. he looks like the, a lot of people. He kind of has a similar build, maybe to Malcolm. And yeah. So people think he wrestles. He's like, no, I don't. I don't wrestle. <laughs> but uh, um, so you look like Malcolm Rodriguez. You have to wrestle. That's yeah, what, exactly. It's a requirement. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so that that kind of struck me. Two twelve. I thought. He might be a little heavy just because he's not being able to do as much right now. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's it, but I don't think he's going to play at 212. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'd be interesting to see what uh, what he comes in at uh, in um, in the fall and in, in, in the summer, what he weighs in at. So um, looking at the uh, the receiver position, um, another guy with some, some versatility, um, Brennan Presley is uh, a guy that uh, you and I knew he was going to be a slot receiver. Yeah. But he did a lot of different things in high school. Yeah, I mean, he played defensive back and, right. and played really well. I think he had seven receptions a season or something. Yeah. Um, but I think the one thing that he's going to get utilized pretty early might be the return game. Yeah. He's dynamic when he gets the ball in his hands. I mean, Gundy watched him return a kick against Stillwater High in the championship right. game for a yeah. touchdown. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I know Gundy mentioned that yesterday. He's kind of a return guy. Middleton could be that kind of return guy that mm-hmm. they want to. They've got a couple options there. Um, but it, Brennan's a guy you can move around. You could put him in that slot spot. You could you could maybe split him out wide if you need to. But I, you can maybe I don't know if you can work something in the backfield with him too. He's not a running back. He's not going to really carry the ball, right? But right. he's he's dangerous. Maybe coming out of the backfield for mm-hmm. some passes, yeah. and stuff. Um, they really like this kid's versatility and, and makeup. Yeah, and uh, and and staying on the versatility train, Rashad Owens was a guy who we didn't know until we talked to Gundy. Whether yeah. he was signed as a running back or a receiver, he was listed so. as another athlete by everybody. We were—I yes. you know, mean, I felt exactly. like receiver, so I felt a little bit better about how yeah. I felt when Gundy said receiver. Yeah, um, that's interesting to me. What do you think yeah. on him? Yeah, his his video, his commitment video, really suggested receiver mm-hmm. because he had the game highlights where he was at running back, which is what he did most of his senior year. But then all of the extra stuff that he that he taped just for the commitment video. Mm-hmm was was receiver stuff yeah so that's kind of what it uh it, it made it feel like and and they list him at i think i think six three one ninety five was yeah he, he looks was, pretty uh, big what he was listed yeah. at so um yeah so uh and then and then of course the end of the video he throws up the x which yeah that's Des, Des Des to me right Des there. bryant oh. was watching he, he tweeted at him yeah. about it so um that's exactly what i thought too whenever I, uh, uh, whenever i saw that so. i still go back to when a kid tweets an offer Mm-hmm. If he tweets a player, pick a picture of a player in the offer, it's usually from the position group that they're going to play in. Yeah, yeah. That's, Most that's of the time, pretty, not all the accurate. time. It's not a. Yeah. It's not a hundred percent accurate theory that right. I have. But when yeah. he tweeted pictures of Tylen Wallace, right? I thought I think this kid's going to be a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. That's uh, it's definite uh, definite um, strong theory there. I'll say. Um, Matt Polk, the other receiver, uh, who is definitely a receiver. Yes. Um, you know, he's a, he's a big guy. He's kind of cut out of the cloth. I watched, uh, I watched some, some of his highlight film the other night and as I was getting ready to write about him and I know you didn't get to see Marcel Aitman, uh, mm-hmm. but that's, that's really the, 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 the cloth that he is cut from big guy, 
um, you know, more muscular, uh, heavier than the than the big guys that they've got on campus right now, as far as receivers go. You know, you've got looking into next year, you got CJ Moore, Patrick McCoffin, who are both you know one seventy five to two hundred. Mm-hmm. This guy's already, I, I think, in in that range, and 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 will get bigger um, in terms of how he's built. So um, he's a a, com- a completely different type of big and he uses that strength to his advantage from from the highlights i saw and um you know looks like he's in that that marcel aitman type of role where he can he can uh, go be physical with a corner and and out muscle him and he also still has the speed to get behind him and, and be a big play guy um, looks really dangerous when you watch his uh his highlight film so um I think I think Casey Dunn is pretty happy with the uh, the receiver class. That, I, uh, that I think so too. He I think he got really three really good ones. Yeah, um, and and all different kinds of guys. Yes, so. I, I think Owens might end up being a steal a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just, he's just a, from what little I've learned about him, yeah, seems like he's a dangerous guy in this class. It's um, it, there's some of it now. He's not from the middle of nowhere, Texas. And, no, and, and those sort of things. But it has a little bit of a James Washington feel. You know, there was always the the, the story about um, about Gundy wasn't buying in on on James Washington when when Dunn was wanting him to 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 offer him, and Gundy went and watched him play basketball, and he and he jumped up for a rebound and was basically above the above the white square and uh and that was the that was the moment that that, that gundy was sold uh, i think gundy's joke was he touched the top of the backboard which i don't i, I do not believe actually happened but um if he but did so, i'd like to see the video of it because that's yeah, really exactly. impressive yeah so but this is that type of guy i mean his is the state champion in texas in the triple jump uh like we talked on the last podcast according to his Twitter, it was the third best high school long or triple jump in the nation. And to to win the, the triple jump, which is not an event in Oklahoma right. high school track, you've got to have speed and explosion. Those are those are both mm-hmm. uh, both highly required to be to be good at, at that event and coordination. Um, so that's uh, that says a lot about the type of athlete that this guy is, uh, you know. So you get him in and, and figure out exactly what he can do, and and you're uh, you got yourself a a, a pretty good player. Um, a guy that I'm uh, also intrigued by the uh, the tight end Quentin Stewart. Um, obviously, they needed uh, <laughs> they were <laughs> they didn't have a, a a tight end on scholarship that came in as. A tight end, yeah. So it's nice to have one around now after yeah. uh, after Grayson Boomer entered the transfer portal. So, yeah. um, you know, and he's uh, he's an impressive uh, an impressive looking guy. The offensive line class. It might be a while before we see some of these guys, but some big time players in that group. They're big, man. When they you look are. at them. Um, I know most about Eli Russ, obviously, right? Uh, but Monroe Mills really stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Six seven, two ninety five. Yeah, that guy's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Gundy talked to us about this early in the season. They're really pleased with the depth that they're building up right, front. Exactly. And these guys just add to it. Yeah. Um, at least immediately right now. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're going to be guys that are red shirt next year. Right. I wouldn't look for them to play. Gundy's notoriously red shirting offensive linemen yeah, first absolutely. years. Um, a lot of these guys aren't going to play next year, to be honest. <laughs> right. Uh, that's, that's what's crazy. Um, yeah. You might see some, a couple of these receivers maybe get involved. In some way, depending on their advanced level, 
Illingworth will probably red shirt, right? Right. And, uh, you know, you don't know about Quentin Stewart. Cowboy backs are funny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, they're not incredibly deep at that position. Yeah. I mean, they use pretty much everybody that they've yeah. got. Uh, so, so yeah, you don't know how he yeah. could uh, how he could fit in the mix. Um, we didn't even talk about Illingworth, really, but uh, but we got a question about him in the mailbag, so we'll okay. hold off on that as but well. What do you think of the offensive line group? Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a a big and physical bunch of guys. Um, Cade Bennett is 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 just a in football terms a mean dude he really is i hope he's not mean to us he's in, he's incredibly nice i've okay. spoken to him on the phone right, multiple times and he is incredibly nice very soft-spoken and uh and and kind and and thoughtful really smart kids usually the dangerous offensive lineman exactly <laughs> and uh you know he's one of those guys that the the, the switch flips when uh, mm-hmm. when the lights go on and you watch his uh, his film and it's uh it's uh, it's dangerous for some of those high school off- defensive linemen that 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 he's going against so all right, like I said, we'll talk more about Shane Illingworth and the running back position in the mailbag segment, but uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit of defense here on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball in terms of this signing class. And let's uh, let's start on the back end because that's um, that's obviously a really important area of uh, of focus for this uh, for this defense. Need to uh, build some depth at cornerback where they've uh, they've got three seniors getting ready to finish up their eligibility. Um, they're uh, they've obviously got. Uh, some guys on campus that they really like, but uh, you look at, at, at what they've uh, what they added, and um, I think they're pretty happy. And uh, you've seen you've seen Jordan Reagan. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's a, he's a unique athlete for a, for a cornerback. They list him as six one. I thought I've been seeing six two in places. Well, uh, coaches lie. Yeah, I know, right? And that was on recruiting services, though. It's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, they they usually measure them at their uh, at their camps. So that's yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's interesting. So six one one seventy. He's, I mean, Corey Black's listed at that too. Yeah. But Reagan is very long, right? Um, he's fast, uh, but he's very long. He's a guy that when I've wa- kind of watched his length, I've I've really kind of seen safety more than right cornerback on this, and yet they yeah. list him as a cornerback. So I think they're going to give him that shot first. Yeah. Um, he's he's a guy that popped up late in the Oklahoma, in the Oklahoma recruiting scene at least. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, a guy he didn't know a ton about until all of a sudden OSU was offering, and yeah. you're like, "Wait, who's this kid?" Kind of like he had an amazing uh, camp up there, yeah. and that was uh, what really sold them. And I'm sure, um, you know, Gundy talked about this about how he had, you know, he's seen a lot of these Oklahoma kids in the seven on seven circuit mm-hmm. uh, over over the course of Gunner's career. Um, which is another guy we need to talk about. There's no questions about him, but we yeah, need we, to, we'll, we, we'll come back him. back around to him in the in the mailbag segment. Um, I uh, I watched some some video of of Corey Black from uh, from Waco Conley and it screams AJ Green. Okay. Um, I you know I don't know I I can't look at a high school kid's film and tell you that he's as talented as AJ Green. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But his his build his body movements very similar to AJ Green. So um, you know a, a couple of bigger corners in this uh, in this group. And then you look at at safety, where uh, 
I expected Zach Middleton to be on the list here, yeah. and, and he wasn't. But uh, but Nick Session, a late addition from uh, from Utah, uh, a guy that uh, you know he's not he's not huge right now, six foot one eighty five, what they listed him at, uh, but he will come up and hit a dude. Mm-hmm. He is he is not afraid to, uh, he to and come up. Mason in the Cobb both a linebacker. Yeah, I was yeah, watching absolutely. Mason Cobb's video. And yeah, that goodness, dude, that dude's serious. Uh, <laughs> and with that, let's move to linebacker. Mason Cobb, I think, might have been. Um, I don't want to call him the steal of the class because there's a couple of other steals I think that yeah. you could consider here. But that was a really big addition on signing. Day. That that's who OSU really wanted on signing day. I yeah. think um, besides maybe a running back that right. is still hanging out in California. Yes, um, exactly. But I think. When I watched his film, I thought, man, and I I watched kind of watched him afar on his official visit too. Mm-hmm. He tweeted a lot of stuff. His mom and dad were tweeting a lot of stuff. There was some really some, some excitement building around him. Right. Kind of made me wonder, like, are they going to get this guy? Yeah. Um, and when I watched his highlights yesterday, I thought, goodness. Yeah. I mean, he comes at you hard. Yeah. And delivers hits, and they need a big physical linebacker like right. that. And. Yeah. He's a guy that I think can make an impact really soon. Yeah, just by watching. That's, him. An, that's another position like we've talked about. Um, you know, they went from thinking that they had two seniors coming back mm-hmm. next year in, in Amon and Malcolm to so, all of a sudden Kevin Henry gets a sixth year, Calvin Bunnage yeah. ends up redshirting. Now you got four seniors in that group, so your depth is really good, uh, but you lose a ton after next season. So yeah. these guys that that were true freshmen this year that redshirted and this group that's coming in, mm-hmm. um, they've got to they've got to be ready to produce uh, you know yeah. in 2021. Well, and so. Gundy may want to maybe throw those guys in there for at least four games. Yeah. And just kind of get their feet wet just because you you got to look at it and go we could lose all these seniors. Right. We've exactly. got to play some guys to yeah. Get them some kind of game day experience. Exactly. Got to have uh, got to have them ready and let them uh, have a little bit of an understanding of what it's going to take to play at, at this level. So it'll be it'll be interesting. But yeah, they um, you know they had sort of trended toward the smaller linebackers, and I think Cobb is uh, is a really important piece of the of the puzzle for them and, here. And Robers and Jeff Roberson and Cole Thompson, both Oklahoma kids. They're yeah. big kids, right? Yeah. They're big physical kids too. Um, Roberson, uh, you know, what, 6'3", 215. Yeah. Cole's Thompson, 6'2", 210. Yeah. Um, Cole's a little leaner mm-hmm. than, than yeah. Roberson um, from what I have seen in the preseason. Yeah. Um, and some scrimmages and practices and stuff. Roberson's a big kid. Yeah. I mean, this kid was playing running back a Hera before he moved to Choctaw. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and and that was primarily because Hera just wasn't very good and he was right. the best player and you put the ball in the best player's hands yeah, and exactly. let him go do what he can. And, yeah. But uh, and think about how big he is. His brother is an offensive lineman that played at OU. Right, exactly. You know, Logan yeah. signed with OU from Hera. Yeah. Big, mean offensive lineman. Right. Um, I think he's at UCO now. Yeah, but, I think that's uh, right. um, But Jeff, and Jeff's a really good kid too. Cole seems like a really good kid. Um, you know, I... I I like what they bring too. I feel like they're kind of a little more underrated, right? Yeah, linebackers, but I think yeah. they're going to be a nice addition too. Both, both really good closing speed. Yes. when you watch uh, when you watch their film and uh, and and very physical. So um, I think they they're both really good fits in uh, in what Jim Knowles is trying to do with uh, with this defense. And then the uh, the defensive line, obviously, they lost uh, Sawyer Gorham Welch to Texas late in the recruiting process. I think he might have been the uh, the guy that they were most excited about uh, in this process. Mm-hmm. 
wouldn't surprise me to see defensive line be fairly high on their uh, uh, on their list of priorities going into January. Yes, still a lot of spots to fill. That's the other thing we haven't discussed. There's still a lot of spots to fill and and a lot of movement to happen. You expect that there's going to be some uh, some uh, some more um, you know guys going to the portal. Some more um, you know you know we got still options with with. Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace, in terms mm-hmm. of the NFL, so um, there's going to be uh, there's going to be some more movement and uh, and some more uh, some more additions, I think, to uh, to this class at this point. So, um, but and 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 to to be completely fair, they only graduated one defensive lineman, yeah, a, out of the entire group. Everybody is back, and yeah. most of them are young, so they're in really good shape there. So they didn't have to go crazy this year, but they did add Grant Mahon, who they uh, they sounded really seems like they really like. Maybe a guy they list him as a defensive tackle. I think maybe he's kind of out of the uh, uh, out of the Tyler Lacey mold, okay. maybe. Um, in terms of uh, of a a big guy who can kind of play on the edge, he played defensive end at high school, and he's listed two sixty five. Um, yeah, he overpowered some uh, some left tackles in uh, in the film that I watched on him. Um, so I think he's kind of out of that Tyler Lacey mold a little bit uh, in in being big and physical and still having speed to play on the edge, but, uh, but take on some inside guys as well. And, uh, Tyron Irby, the junior college guy, uh, who I think fits into that, that Leo position with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where Mike Scott was, uh, I think is, uh, is, is a really interesting one because he's another one of those kind of under the radar guys that it seems like, seems like Jim Knowles saw something he liked in, uh, in this guy and, um, and, and, and went and signed him up. So, um, Gundy expects him to be 260 by uh, by the time uh, the season rolls around. You know, now he said that a lot. He said uh, he'll put, put on 20 pounds as soon as he gets here. Basically, oh, basically. So uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. Well, they feeding uh, these kids, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think it's a I, lot of I cheese think fries. It, it, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Just, <laughs> uh, just every day after practice, go get you some cheese fries. Um, I think I think uh, both guys. Or I think both guys have a chance to uh, um, to contribute down the line. I think Irby has, could be a guy that steps into the rotation at least. I mean, obviously, with the two guys that they've got, they're not worried about looking for a starter mm-hmm. with with Brock Martin and Trace Ford. They like what they've got and and would be perfectly fine playing those guys. But Mike Scott mixed in a decent amount, and if they could get those kind of reps out of Irby. I think that would uh, that would really uh, be pretty uh, pretty pleasing for them. Plus, you still got other guys on the roster who can fit into mm-hmm. into those roles with uh, with last year's freshmen. That's the thing we, everybody always forgets about the guys who redshirted this yeah. year. <laughs> whenever the, whenever yeah. the new guys sign, you're like, where are they going to fit in? And then you got the guys that were already on campus for a year that are that are mm-hmm. going to be in the mix too. But um, but but Gundy referred to Irby as a uh, as a ready made type of player. So we'll see what uh, what he can do. 6'4", 240, they, uh, he was, that was one that was listed, came in taller than uh, than most of the recruiting sites were listing him. So um, you never knows. know. Who knows what's You going never on. know. All right, I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, jump into the mailbag here on Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's and it is mailbag time. We got a lot of them. 
a lot of great questions, a lot of interesting questions. So uh, we'll try to move through them as, as quickly as possible. Um, first, uh, person who is calling themselves Chuba Chuba, which I like. Chuba Chuba. Asks, uh, anything on potential running backs for this class now that Isaiah Jacobs is out of the question? Maybe transfers. Uh, I, I don't know about transfers. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, LaDamian Webb, the junior college guy, is still out there and, mm-hmm. and available. I think Oklahoma State feels they're in pretty good position with Daniel Ngata out of yeah. out of Folsom, California. The uh, uh, you know a top top six at least, depending on which recruiting service you look at. He's either number two or number six in terms of all purpose backs, which mm-hmm. is I, I still find it fascinating that they feel the need to yeah, split why those are categories. We splitting running backs up uh, that, that seems unnecessary. It does. It seems completely unnecessary and a, just a way to get more kids ranked high in yeah. their position group and and a um, little bit of a scam yeah. I think on that. Yeah. But anyway, one way or another, the dude's really talented yes. and Oklahoma State loves him. I think they feel pretty good about what's uh, what's coming. Um, you know, there was there'd been talk whenever he was going to announce on December 21st that he was going to sign during the early signing period. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that he still did that, even though yes. he's moved back his and his and announcement to whoever he 2nd. signed with isn't announced it until then. Yeah, yeah, he was going to ask the school to yeah. not announce it so that he could do it during mm-hmm. his All American game and uh, and have his moment, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so it's entirely possible that he signed his letter of intent yesterday, yeah. and and whatever school he signed with is really happy right now yeah and and i'm not gonna be surprised like we talked about zach middleton earlier i'm not gonna mm-hmm. be surprised if he becomes a running back option right um, exactly but on the isaiah jacobs part missing out on him i don't i think osu backed off of that it seemed like they cooled on him down the stretch um, um hard to exactly predict why yeah um you know but there was I, the, the I, injury and and he wasn't around the team a lot yeah and, and i was talking with bill blankenship at owasso and he said you know there wasn't a lot of communication the last few weeks and yeah. so kind of got the sense that one wasn't going to happen yeah um there was one other running back question i wanted to uh to to tie in here um from oklahoma's own dj who is very uh very excited about the uh, the mailbag segment today he was uh, yeah, he heavily was over heavily involved uh this class seemed to focus on versatility and o-line depth also a new focus on in-state guys do you think this will be the focus from now on uh, we'll get to that in a second, but also, do you think it's a direct result of Knowles, Gleason, and Dickey? Don't you think with so much versatility, a true running back wasn't as crucial as people make it, and maybe the coaches are more comfortable with the guys on campus than the fans seem to be? Um, possibly, yes. Yep. Um, but also, like like I said, I think they feel pretty good about what they've got. Uh, yeah. About their situation with with Daniel and Gata. Yeah, so. they got in. You know, or they believe that they can get in Gata. Mm-hmm. Um, they still got him on their radar. Um, I also, they're still not ruling out Chuba coming back. Right. That's exactly. the other thing here too. Yeah. They're still operating like Chuba is going to be back next year. Yeah. Um, because Chuba hasn't made up his mind. And right. So what exactly. do they do at that point? You can't start and throw a bunch of running backs in there that all of a sudden Chuba returns. Right. They're going to want to transfer. Yeah. Just, you know, like Jamil Jeter and those guys, cause they're not playing. And exactly. so, um, you know, I, I don't feel, and I think they still like Des Jackson. Mm-hmm. A lot, yeah. Um, and he's still got two years of eligibility left. So I don't think. And LD Brown's back, obviously. Right. I think they're in a spot where they don't feel like running back is as crucial, yeah, as it appears. Now, there's going to be a drop off after Chuba. Well, gone, yes, obviously. But I think that they are 
comfortable in their situation right now. Um, and the versatility does add something. If you get desperate and Rashad Owens needs to be a running back all of a sudden, yep. you know you've got a guy who has played the position before and, and could probably make that, that transition. Um, uh, the focus on in-state guys, do you think that will uh, will be the focus from now on? Um, I, I mean, it's it's going to be significant. Um, yeah. you know, Gundy's still going to be paying attention closely to uh, guys in seven on seven because yeah. Gage is coming into the into yep. the high Gage school is, fold. Gage now. about to be a sophomore quarterback at Stillwater High, exactly. So, so he's uh, he's still going to be involved and and seeing these in a, these guys in a different way mm-hmm. than he did before uh, before Gunner started getting involved. That's so. that's why he offered Isaiah Jacobs back to him. I mean, he mm-hmm. saw Isaiah, I he saw Isaiah Jacobs at a team camp. He didn't see him seven on seven in like May yeah. during spring ball stuff when yeah. Stillwater and Owasso were at a team camp together, and he's size yeah. and offered on the spot yeah uh-huh. and and his uh you know he says that they've studied this and that and that per capita oklahoma guys have have been more reliable and productive than than guys from other states now that said they signed guys from eight different states 18 kids yeah. from eight different states yesterday so they're not just so, doing all oklahoma kids yeah, exactly it's just they had more this year than normal and they had more than they had texas kids yes, which, which was is, really strange yes and the thing is I think there's something to be said for that belief that the Oklahoma kids are a little more reliable. They're home. Right. Yeah. They're closer to home. Yeah, exactly. They're playing for a school they grew up pro- possibly rooting for. Right. You know, a program that really means a lot to them. I think mm-hmm. there's something to be said for that. Yeah. And um, in the case of Zach Middleton, the school they game grew up right rooting against. Yes. But are still really happy to be yes. where they're at. Yes. So, um, uh, do you think this is a direct uh, direct result of Knowles, Gleason, and Dickey? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, Gleason Gleason's primary objective was a quarterback, and he went to California for that. Yeah. Um, Dickey, I think I, I think he, you know, I mean, Eli Russ was already on the uh, on the list before. Yes. Uh, he came he, in. Now he had some he work to do to keep him, yeah. but um, but you know, he spread around and went. You know, he went to Arizona where he had some familiarity with some guys out there and uh, not players, but um, an O-line coach out there, a, a training coach that works with guys and found Cade Bennett. And he went to, you know, he, he spread around uh, as much as anybody. He What, uh, Arizona, Missouri, uh, Oklahoma. I'm trying to think where the... Uh, uh, let's see. And the te- Texas, Texas boy. Texas He's got a Texas guy, boy Poland. on his list. Yeah, so... Um, so I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Knowles seems to uh, to like Oklahoma kids who he can yeah. get eyes on pretty easily. So, um, so that was uh, that's it's worked out pretty well for Knowles already. With Oklahoma kids though, right? Exactly. Trace Ford is, is yes. a good early example of that. Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, Ellis asks, who are some of the names from the portal that Oklahoma State could be in on? Way too early to tell at this yeah. point. There's going to be uh, so many more guys. I went and looked through through the portal, and and you could you could try to guess who uh, who Oklahoma State might be looking at or what positions they might be looking at. But with uh, with the numbers that they've got left potentially to sign, you know, they could still sign you know another five or six guys in the spring, and um, and and you know you don't know what positions they're going to fill with those guys. Are they are there JUCO guys? Uh, you know those type of things. So it's hard to hard to project exactly what they might be doing on the portal, and it'll depend on on, on who leaves via the portal too. That ch- that changes things. If yeah. uh, a guy that you you know, if there was a, a guy who was a regular rotation guy who you didn't expect to leave is all of a sudden gone, then maybe you feel a little bit more of a need to go get a grad transfer or something yeah. at that at that position. 
Philip, always a uh, a good contributor to the podcast and uh, just on Twitter in general. Two questions: How big of a concern is it that OU doesn't have or that OSU? That will get me fired from the podcast. Awkward. Uh, that OSU doesn't have a running back commit yet. Uh, I think we've addressed that one pretty good. I think that uh, there's a good chance uh, that that question will be answered uh, on on January 2nd. And will they look to bring in a grad transfer at corner? That's an interesting question. That is. That's that's definitely a possibility, yes. I think. That could be one area that they that they look to. Uh, particularly, we haven't talked about Rodarius Williams. And, and I, I feel bad talking about speculating about his future as much as we do because he hasn't actually said anything no. or given us any and indication that he would go no there's been to the no NFL, indication whatsoever no so it's entirely possible so let's uh but let's just operate like he like he does go just briefly um you're looking at all really young guys yeah at uh, at your cornerback position essentially all freshmen and and sophomores next year at your cornerback positions and that could definitely be uh even if uh, even if Rodarius sticks around and they want to sort of have some some better another veteran mm-hmm. experience. To it guide seems a, like to, a really good bring. idea to bring in a yeah. grad transfer at that spot. Yeah, it could the be more a, we a talk really, about it, it's like maybe this is the Big Twelve so receiver heavy. Maybe right. it's a good idea. Yeah, it could be really helpful to uh, to add someone there. Um, now, this question wasn't actually intended for the podcast, but uh, it was a response to my uh, tweet about Brennan Presley when Mike Gunny says, uh, "I want to get him here in the forty, so we can uh, compare him to Tyreek Hill." Not saying Presley is as, as fast as Tyreek, but he does a lot of the same things as Hill. And Bixby did a great job getting with the ball in the title game. Um, Nick says, we have a world-class sprinter and can't seem to get him in open space, so what's going to change? I'm assuming he's talking about the guy who led the country in rushing and all-purpose what yards. What else do you want So Yeah, so I'm not sure what exactly he was getting at with get that Get him in open space? Yeah. Uh, he created a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, got some questions, a couple of questions about Jabbar Muhammad, the uh, cornerback from DeSoto, hmm. Texas, who uh, is not on the signing list. There's been some speculation that he actually signed his letter of intent, uh, and Oklahoma's own DJ chimed in on that one, said that he signed, just won't announce until February. Uh, I've heard that speculation. Um, you know, for us, until Oklahoma State announces the guy. Yeah. We have no idea. We, we yeah we we can't uh, can't make that speculation. And uh, if he wants to wait till February, we'll let him wait till yeah, February. So um, you know we'll see how it goes. That's a long time to keep something like that under wraps. So I would assume that if he did sign a letter of intent, it's going to be yeah because another different. coach is going to check in on him exactly right? and say hey yeah. if you haven't signed yet what about us right and exactly have to say well no I actually did sign but I'm yes. just not announcing it and what's to keep that coach from saying anything because at that point. He exactly. has, does have to respect the kid's wishes. Exactly. Um, and then uh, uh, another one from uh, from Chuba Chuba. Uh, does the baseball player slash quarterback recruit, uh, Nolan McLean, who announced his signing uh, yesterday, count toward the class numbers for football? This is a, a that's really a, that's a tough question, gray area, and uh, we could do a whole podcast on this. I get um, confused on this myself. Right. Um it's a it's a it's a complicated thing and a thing that a lot of people don't understand. Um, now let's uh, let's be upfront. First of all, it really sounds like this guy's going in the MLB draft. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's even going to show up to play baseball. Right, here. exactly. Um, now that said, um, this is a guy that is a baseball player, 
and um, he, he does, to my knowledge, does not have a football scholarship offer, which plays into the answer to the question. Because a player cannot sign, by NCAA rule, a player cannot sign a baseball scholarship and go play football without counting against the football team's 85. Right. And if you're going to count against the football team's 85, you have to be on full scholarship. Baseball does not have full scholarships. They've got 11.7 scholarships for 27 guys, essentially. Um, So it's a really strange tightrope to ha- to have to walk. Now, if Mike Gundy thinks this guy can help and wants to let him come play football once he gets on campus in uh, in August, if he does, um, then they can put him on scholarship and have him play football. But he cannot be it, it's 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 and it's it's confusing because it can go the other direction. Mm-hmm. You can be a scholarship football player and go play any other sport. What a Stupid rule. It really is, um, because I mean, it's it's essentially designed to keep football teams from poaching, from signing, sports. signing, signing baseball. You know, co- convincing a, a you know, if you're at a place where football is a big deal and baseball is not, and you got a guy like this, yeah, you could say, hey, come come join the baseball team. We'll let you walk on to the football team. Yeah, that's essentially what it's designed to do to to make sure that the football team is at that hard. 85 player cap and, and in terms of scholarship players. So that's basically what it's designed to do. It's still sort of silly. Yeah. But yeah, it is. but that's uh, but that's what it is because because to do it a program has to legitimately admit that they don't care about baseball <laughs> at all or whatever whatever right. other sport track yeah. whatever whatever yeah. other sport it, it might be. You know, that's if if Oklahoma State could have got Chuba Hubbard to sign a track scholarship only and kept it an open spot on the football. Uh, they probably the, would have done they it. They would have absolutely done that. Yeah. Um, so if he comes and plays football, he's going to have to count. Yeah. Unless they unless they convince him to purely be a walk on, which I, I, I doubt that's going to be the case. Although with baseball, you're not getting a ton of scholarship money anyway. Yeah. I mean, they, you never I, know. With his ability too, they may realize this isn't ever going to happen. Exactly. Just. <laughs> It's, exactly. So it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's a safety fallback option. Say so he gets exactly. hurt or something like that. And, right. And exactly. Then he needs to come and rebuild his his uh, status with MLB scouts or whatever. Yes. Um, and there's a similar situation. I know this is an OSU podcast. Obviously, we cover OSU, but a similar situation in Norman with Kate Horton. Yes. Yeah. OU. Yeah, exactly. Um, he counts towards the scholarships for football because he is going to play football. Right. Um, and he actually wasn't allowed to sign until yesterday, even though it's a baseball. Right scholarship first right yeah so um yeah so it's a it's a complicated deal um here was one i was not expecting to have to answer today and we'll uh we'll wrap this up pretty pretty soon because we've gone long today but uh any chance gundy fires gleason after the bowl game and any chance that shane illingworth competes or that gives sanders a run for his money in the spring um first one's no this this, right? this 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 fellow is not fired up about the Oklahoma State offense. It's uh, no, no no you're right no I is mean, the uh, I mean, the answer. You got to give a guy more than one year, yeah, right? Absolutely. I he mean, didn't have his own recruits in. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Hadn't even brought his own uh, his own quarterback in. in the, yeah. at, at this point, and, and and now I do not think that Shane Ellingworth competes with Spencer Sanders. No, I think Shane Ellingworth red right shirts. <laughs> and he red shirts, and then uh, you know then. If if Spencer Sanders doesn't continue to develop the way that uh, mm-hmm. show the progress that he showed as a freshman, 
you know, then then things are up in the air. Yeah. Uh, but if he continues to progress, I don't see him letting go of this job. No. Anytime, anytime soon. So, um, like I said, was not I was not prepared to have to answer uh, as to whether no. Sean Gleason was going to be fired. No. Um, now that said, I I I, I had mid season questions after the Baylor game about whether uh, Jim Knowles was on his way out the door. And look at the way we're no talking one about said the a word about now. Jim Knowles lately. Have they? No, <laughs> no one has said a word. No. So uh, so uh, no, I think I, I think Sean Gleason is is here for at least a, a, a yeah. couple of more years. Um, you know, Gundy pointed out in talking about recruiting that you got to give a guy at least two years, yeah, to really understand what type of recruiter he is and uh, and those sorts of things. So um, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, but he's he's around for a couple of more years unless. He chooses not to be. Yes, that's, uh, that's exactly, exactly right. So. He's not getting fired. He's not getting fired for the bowl no. game. No, you know we're not coming around to December twenty eighth and Sean Gleason's out the door. No, no, he's uh, he is unless he's got another job he wants. Exactly. But. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's uh, that's it. A lot of good questions. Some uh, some interesting stuff. Some smart questions today. That's always fun. So we appreciate all of you who chipped in there, and uh, and we will do this again next week. Be sure to uh, to uh, f- keep up keep up with us. Uh, we post all the uh, all the podcasts on Twitter. If you're not a subscriber, so at Scott Wright OK and at Jacob Unruh, you can always find our uh, our podcast links there, and uh, that's the place to go to ask us questions if you want to do that. So uh, so jump in and uh, and contribute. We always appreciate it. That'll do it for this episode of the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.